You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. Okay, Jesse, you can sit in silence or choose to join me in reverberating the sound, the syllable of peace. You may know it. It's, you know, OM. So, whatever your heart desires, join me, I hope. Or, you know, sit and listen to me be a weirdo and hum. Jesse, are you there? Jesse? Welcome to Voluntary Vixens, where Jesse and Maddie give a female voice to news and pop culture with a libertarian twist. Join us to stay informed and challenged while keeping it sane, peaceful, and most importantly, voluntary. Well, hello, good morning, Vixen fans, my Vixies. Hope all is well in your world whenever this... Um, this audio does make it your way and you do select play and you do decide to select play because if you check out the show notes and you see the show title, this is a Maddie solo sewed. So, you know, I haven't done one of these yet before or ever, and this is definitely new to me. And I hope you're willing to join me on this little adventure. It's, I promise I'm going to try and keep it short, but um, I thought, you know... This might be a good opportunity for me to give Jessie a break because she totally held down the fort while I was gone and on vacation. And, you know, she's busy getting her kids back ready for school to start soon and just is, in general, very busy as well. She's got a lot going on. So we thought this might be a good opportunity for me to do this on my own Um, and maybe another opportunity for me to explain a little bit more about who I am. Um because I kind of am, I don't want to say the shy one, but out of the two of us, I might be the shy one. And, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I love that Jessie helps bring me out of my shell. She helps keep me um, on track. She is awesome. And obviously, like, I need a rock star co-host and partner in thought crime. So... But anyway, here I am. I'm sitting with my coffee. I lathered myself up with my lavender and frankincense and patchouli. Um, I think I've said this before, but I really am a hippie at heart. But it's like a weird, interesting blend of hippieisms and, you know, more socially conservative uh, values. And while, yes, I'm a libertarian, a voluntarist libertarian, um... I kind of, you know, have a, I follow my own set of decrees that lean me more towards the right than the left, perhaps. But at the same time, because I'm a libertarian, I'm all for everybody doing whatever they want to do, as long as it's peaceful, consensual, nonviolent, and there's no outward acts of aggression, or even, you know, I don't care about what's going on inwardly, That, but, you know... That's uh, part of what we're going to talk about today. I want to talk to you all about how yoga made me more libertarian. And so I've mentioned it before. I think that um, I am yoga certified. It's 
part of the reason why I am who I am. And it's really, I think, accentuated my libertarian views and really allowed me time and room to introspect and to reflect on things that I had learned that were more maybe outer shell levels of libertarianism, um, maybe more like economic policy and foreign policy and things that take place like in the outer sphere, what, how we interact with other people, um, larger institutions, other countries. So the yoga, my yogic practice and in becoming yoga certified and going through this very um, intensive certification process, it gave me a lot of time to reflect on who I was and how I fit into my own belief system. And, you know, it gave me a lot of time to figure out my blind spots, explore those. And I think it's made me an overall much better person, um, much more patient person, much more understanding and compassionate person. I think I've always been very empathetic, but in... And I think this is something that could benefit everybody. And I really do think that the knowledge and mastery of self, which is part of the yogic experience and education, but part of the that mastery of self is exactly how we as libertarians or voluntarists hope and expect that the world is going to naturally come to a more peaceful order because the world and nature in itself does naturally uh, self-order. It's self-order. I'm reading, or I just listened to Jurassic Park and now I'm listening to The Lost World and God, Michael Crichton is brilliant. Highly recommend. This is a non-yoga um, tangent, but it. I think I can find ways that there are very like Misesian-like and Rothbardian-like hints that are throughout culture that we don't even know about. And I think I found so much of that within my yogic learnings and teachings. So just wanted to give you guys a little bit of insight there. And especially because, you know, we might have some more male listeners than female listeners. And that's only because there are generally more males in all the internet um, in, in these circles that we run in, like in meme culture and hashtag world that, um, you know, the taxation is theft hashtag. How many chicks rock that? I mean, you know, Jesse and I do, and we just got immersed into a whole new circle of liberty chicks, and y'all are awesome, and I love what you're doing, and it was so funny even finding, like, uh, this. some people might think this is in some internalized sexism or um, misogyny I have, but uh, certain certain meme accounts that we'd been following, I find out to be female, and I'm like, I was surprised, very surprised. So, um, you know, I think uh, an example of that is, I think Change Repeat, Yo Girl, and um, All Hypocrisy Matters. Definitely recommend anybody listening who is into the Instagram world. I think there's a lot of us anarchists out there, but, um, fun stuff. But anyway, so, you know, more of our listeners might be male than female, but also this might be changing because we kind of have tapped into this, I wouldn't say non-existent, but a lesser 
filled out like section of libertarian thought and voices. So I think that's something that Jesse and I both bring to the table and like we're happy to do so. Uh, but you know, also I'm, <laughs> I feel a lot of pressure and I'm a perfectionist. And so that's why this will also probably be a, a very interesting, very interesting delve into my own self-practice here. I hope I still have you. But so if you're a male listening, this might be useful stuff to help convert those socialist girlfriends of yours. Uh, I would first recommendation is don't date a socialist chick. But second recommendation is hopefully she's a very kind and loving individual that is just so misinformed from the years of endless propaganda and just, um, you know, a little bit too much groupthink. And uh, virtue signaling that she may have bought into. And, you know, I trust and hope that you've got great enough taste and that you have the ability to change minds. Um, I mean, that's part of our goal as libertarians and anarchists, voluntarists, whatever degree on the spectrum you're on in the liberty movement is that we believe in non-aggression and non-violence and we hope that we would like to impart our ideals and principles on other people through conversation, through peaceful interactions, through, um, you know, interacting on the free market, um, buying and selling, bartering goods, trading goods and services, whether they're trading ideas, trading products of yours, um, just interacting on a very basic cooperative level that we all hope to make the better the world a better place in doing so but so and if or if you're a chick listening to this you're already awesome and keep it going and you're fighting the good fight because i know that as a female who is in this liberty movement does have this i these set of ideas and like you know being involved in a yoga community i am so out of place sometimes that i, I want to scream and so, you know, that's what meditation is for, right? But anyway, so again, here's a little bit more of my backstory and who I am and why I think that yoga has made me more libertarian. So if you follow this and follow us online at all, you know that I have a separate yoga account. Like I, um, you can follow me at Voluntary Vinyasa on Instagram. And that was kind of um, a brainchild of mine that started right as I was uh, finishing out my certification course, my 200-hour yoga certification course to be a yoga teacher. Um, and it was just like, I was so excited to be learning about what I was learning in those classes and my weekend retreats and learning about myself and having to spend so much time with myself. <laughs> I mean, I hadn't done that in a while. and But I will say, not only did it help me physically in my physical health, I think it saved me mentally from everything that I've been going through the past two years, which I'll disclose and talk about it in detail at a, at a later time or, you know, if the right person asks me, because um, while I'm kind of an open book, I'm not, I, you know, I s- want to protect myself in certain ways. But anyway, I think... Uh, it helped me like I think it would help so many other people. I think everybody should do yoga and the beauty of yoga. Okay. So yoga, what is yoga? Um, yoga is a Sanskrit word for union. Um, it's kind of like the all encompassing 
how to act in the world, how to act with yourself, how to act with other people, how to bring all these different practices together to kind of, I see it as like being your best self. And, uh, and so my interpretation of that, again, is just like, that is, I think, a libertarian value, how to be your best self. And the reason to be your best self is, one, it's obviously in your own self-interest. It's in the the plight of the individual. Um, the strengthening of the individual is what is going to bring about a more um, a strengthened community and more prosperous society. Ultimately, I think more peaceful as well, because, you know, it's the honest look at everybody as an individual and they're acting on their own individual desires. And we've been taught that that's selfish or that's wrong and that we have to, you know, do things for the greater good or the common good, which those are red flag phrases for anybody who is not already very cautious of that. It's like the greater good for whom? Who are you talking about? It's like there's all these unintended consequences that while things might sound noble and stunning and brave, <laughs> our favorite um, two adjectives here on this show, but they might sound noble and good hearted and good intention, but it's like the road to hell was paved with good intentions. And so while it may seem sometimes as though a certain group might be benefiting, it's like at what cost, at what expense? Who on the other side of that interaction is actually suffering, is being aggressed upon? And so there is just, it's, there's a huge importance in yoga to find that self, that line of then balance of self-discipline, to be compassionate to yourself so that you can be compassionate to others because you yourself are not perfect. Either are other people. But it's all about kind of, it's like a self-governance. And so if you can govern yourself, you don't need somebody else to govern you, which fits into the whole um, philosophy of anarchy so beautifully that I just, you know, upon day one, I was just so ready to continue my learning. So timing-wise, when I, when I started to, when I started to become a yoga instructor, okay, scratch that. So timing-wise, when I first signed up uh, at this yoga certification course to become a yoga instructor, I mean, I didn't really have plans for it to be my main source of income. It isn't now. It probably never will be, maybe at a time. I don't know. Um, you know, it's all about kind of what works in my life for me. And, and that's part of um, my yoga as well. Like what works for me, what works for you, it's all about finding that balance and making sure that you're honest with yourself and, you know, I'm not going to force any of my ideas upon you. Um, when I teach, when I did teach, I'm not really actively teaching right now, but, um, I haven't had time and I've just been so busy with work and life, other things that I haven't had time. And, so, but like part of my yoga as this idea, like I'm voluntary vinyasa, this is my yoga personality online, is that it's all about finding what works for you. It's your way. So vinyasa, if you all don't know, obviously 
you might not. Um, that's another Sanskrit word, and what it means is a sequence of movements, um, and it's like usually it's purposeful. It's getting you from one asana, which is a posture, to another. And I, it's something that um, you might hear more often than not in yoga classes. It's like, all right, go, flow through a vinyasa, and I'll meet you on the other side. And you know, I'll meet you in downward dog. Just vinyasa through this, and it's basically about finding um, a sequence of of postures and movements that work for you to get you from one point to another. And so my whole, I love alliterations. And so voluntary vinyasa, it kind of just like sprouted from my mind. It was like, that's what I want to promote that everybody's got their own thing. Everybody's got their own way to do stuff and everybody is their own person. So nobody's vinyasa, nobody's yoga is going to be exactly the same. And that is how it should be. I hate that top down mentality that one size fits all. And it doesn't work on any level. So it's, again, it's my play on my invitation for others who practice with me um, or, you know, just follow me on Instagram and like my stuff on occasion. It's my invitation for you to figure out what works for you and do it. And hopefully in that process, you're also not aggressing upon anybody. Please and thank you. Keep it peaceful. As is our, as is our philosophy on voluntary vixens so but timing wise again i'm so rambly and i need jesse to keep me straight but i've got a tiny bit of an outline and i'll try and kick to it stick to it but so i started my training um i had been home for almost uh, probably about a year from my year teaching abroad in chile and so while i was there i've mentioned before that's where a big part of my conversion story happened you know i kind of went down there as a quote-unquote conservatarian and um just right leaning into in terms of how what i thought the responsibility of the government was just very super limited it might be like the courts might be the law enforcement and just that was probably about it um i kind of already had my eyes woke a bit on the issue of foreign policy but again i didn't really I, I, I didn't know too much. I mean, you're not, you're purposefully not informed very much unless you really have to go looking for the information. Like, I had no idea that Obama was actually bombing eight countries at a time during his presidency. He was at war every single day of his presidency. And so I had bought in previously to the idea, notion that Obama was like this peace, like he, no, he won a Nobel Peace Prize and then went and bombed X amount of countries. Like, it's absurd and he was able to do whatever he wanted on the global stage uh because he said the right things people thought he was he sounded smart and people thought he was charming and i mean i kind of never bought into that i never bought into that idea that he was charming uh, yeah, very smart clearly but you know i'm not one who necessarily holds intelligence in high regard I appreciate people that think and are very curious and that, you know, I can have an intelligent conversation with. But to me, honestly, your levels of education don't mean much at all. Um, it's to me, it's I'm more focused on how you treat other people um, in your day to day life. Um, what have you done for yourself? What have you been able to create? And um yeah, what kind of life have you been able to create for yourself? And how did you do so? Did you lie, cheat, scam your way into any of this success? Or 
is it something that you have done in a very honest, peaceful, consensual, interactive way? But so anyway, I kind of became a libertarian by listening to a ton of information on economics and foreign policy and just really dove into the philosophy of libertarianism further. And so I've previously attributed a lot of my conversion to people like Tom Woods, Bob Murphy, um, Stephen Molyneux, Dave Smith, who's a comedian. And what's hilarious about that is just that he is so well-read in Rothbardian and Misesian economics and policy and just kind of understands the culture war well. I mean, I think he admits that he did deny that it was happening for a while, but now it's really become his one of his areas of focus because it's so evident that um, it's not necessarily... The state is evil, and so they are our enemy. And I think that plays out every single day in every single news report that comes out and tries to divide us further. Um, and, you know... It's just every sort of deception that is made that makes us do more abroad, um, um, impart more violence abroad, more bombings, more foreign interventions that really we have no business in doing. Um, But so it's just funny that a comedian, it makes sense, you know, people, comedians are supposed to be able to make the truth, even if it's dark and terrible and horrifying, funny. And, like, bring it out in a way that, you know, can relate to other people. And so I attribute a lot of my libertarian conversion and um, even more my philosophical anarchist leanings to all of them. And I thank them for their service, unironically. Um, But, yeah, came home and was in this state of mind already and got sat into a yoga program with a very small group of people. Love them all. They're all, I admire them all for being who they are. And they're still rocking in, you know, the freest, the as free a world as we can hope for. Um, well, no, not as free. A, they're still rocking in as free a world as we have right now, which isn't too free if you actually look into it. Um, and if you have listened to our podcast thus far. You should have an idea. If you've even, if you're even here, you kind of know how unfree our world is. And when I say our world, I mean even here in the United States, which is the quote-unquote land of the free, and home of the brave. I do think we're brave, and I do think that there's more. There's more than meets the eye in a lot of ways. And while I think everybody's society's become a bit too complacent and like happy with their false sense of security. I think there is still an underlying American spirit that it's going to be dangerous um, when we're pushed too far. Again, here I am not promoting violence. I'm not promoting acts of aggression. But I am saying that we are, there's a reason that Don't Tread on Me with the rattlesnake was our was a popularly waved flag back in the times of our revolution. means I'm sitting here as a chill rattlesnake most of the time, you know, but I I will rattle that, rattle that rattle as a warning to make you step away from me. Um, But coming back to me and my yoga self, but I was back from Chile 
And this is also at the time where Trump had just been elected, and so he was just inaugurated, and it was his first few months of presidency. And so, like, well, it's just interesting how things have aged now, but it was in prime time, like, Russia collusion. Um, he's not a legitimate president. He's not the legitimate president. Like, Hillary Clinton really won. All this nutty stuff. And, um, you know, I, as I've said before, like, didn't have a dog in this fight other than my dog is the dog that would fight for freedom. Like, more freedom. And, you know, I've got plenty of criticisms against President Trump, and I have said them before, and I will continue to do so. But the world that we were looking at with a Hillary Clinton presidency was less free, was significantly less free. And that woman is a maniacal, crazy person. And we've seen that. We've seen that evidence from her role as Secretary of State, her, her role as even First Lady, what her husband did while he was in office. And again, it's like, I don't give a crap about that Monica Lewinsky stuff. Nobody does, really. Nobody, no grown-ups at the table really do. It's all about what they did abroad. And, you know, just he was involved in so many... So many violent conflicts that have destroyed countries and civilizations from that it's still these things are still in torment and turmoil. And Hillary Clinton in Latin America, people don't know about it, but like, you know, she was really uh, she really played a big role in um, the Honduran a government a coup that we backed. And it's one of the reasons that this whole wave of immigration is kind of on her hands. It's on her bloody hands. So, but anyway, I'm in this crazy world that, um, you know, I'm just sitting here as the observer. And while I was surrounded by the ideas of, you know, love trumps hate and just uh, the community of love and light and all this stuff, it's like I wasn't hearing a lot of that in out in very specific like common everyday conversations it's like then we we talk about the news of the day and then go into um yogic teachings and it's like i could see such a disconnect between what was being said and what was being lived versus what was being taught and so but you know that just made me like appreciate the teachings more that um i think that they should be listened to. And so, like, again, I'm already kind of running past how much time I wanted to spend on this, and I think I'll go into it more later, but especially, like, if I get a decent reaction to this solo crazy episode of mine. But, um, I think that the different, like, scriptures, or not scriptures, but the different yogic texts that went into yogic, uh, culture throughout the generations and like through over thousands of years like yoga is old and while here in the west it's kind of just been used as a fitness thing but it's really like a mental and spiritual and physical but so like again yoga it's that union it's that connection of all things um to put your best self into the future into the world and uh it ultimately i think would create a better future but, so, like, I'll definitely go into this in further detail. I would love to, actually, there's a couple, um, yogi, 
yogis on the Liberty side, um, including Carrie Wedler. I've talked about her on this. We've talked about her on the show a number of times, and she's just like such a badass out there. But um, like one of the reasons I think I found her was because she's a huge yogi, like loves yoga. And um, I think was teaching at, I had, I didn't go, but like teaching yoga at Anarchapulco. And like, there's another woman, um, her name is Tamar Lee Standard. And she's been my, she's been my rock um, during like this past year. She's been a person I've been DMing a lot. And I would love to have her on the show sometime um, when I get my own chance to do some interviews. Um, Mackenzie Wolf, she's out there. She's awesome. And I just think that um, you should all look into yoga. Um, This is probably a poor advertisement for yoga. I'm starting to sound more and more hoarse. Um, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I I would uh, encourage everybody to check out the Tao Te Ching by Lao Tzu. I think that would be just a quick and easy Google. Might be like some homework from this little um, mini episode of mine where I just talk about how how much yoga has made me more libertarian. But um, I think that would be a really good place for anybody who's interested in like just tapping into yogic philosophy and how there really is more than just getting into shapes and positions and bending yourself and hopefully not hurting yourself. But I think that would be a good place for anybody to start and you know it's really good interesting historical literature too um so i don't know based on based on what you've heard i'd love to hear some feedback i know i didn't really like come to any groundbreaking or revelatory conclusions here but i want you to know that there's there is a connection between yoga and liberty and I strive to connect the two and live out the two in my daily life because it keeps me sane. I think it keeps me more pleasant. Um, and I think there's so much room for us, us liberty hippies to kind of infiltrate the scarily socialist um, and very SJW and, uh, you know, pretty authoritarian sides of our culture and with people we know and interact with daily, uh, there, it's you know, it, I think it's pretty much a default position now. I see myself as a minority in what I believe, and I I walk and live in this world knowing that most people don't agree with me. So you know, I have always kind of kept my mouth shut, but um, and I still do. But I try to at least in my yoga practice and my yoga teachings put forth these ideas of like how important it is to know yourself, to be able to master yourself, to take the time to give back to yourself because nobody else is going to do it for you. Nobody else has you in their best interest. That's why you have to have yourself in your best interest, even within the family structure. Okay, no, I don't have children yet. Oh, okay, I'm not married yet, but it's like I still am part of a family uh, and I'd love to make a family one day. And so I think, um, I think it goes right in hand in hand, be with yoga, the practice of self-knowledge, self-reflection, 
self-exploration and so connecting that to how I feel and how I know many other people feel about like the importance of the individual self-sovereignty and how we could all work towards a better I think better I think other people would agree better more peaceful more prosperous society if we kind of took a chill pill every now and then did some yoga sat and meditated and just like really focused on ourselves for a freaking second um clean your own room then go fix the world but it's like you're probably never going to be done cleaning your room but there's no reason to not try to constantly better understand yourself improve yourself figure out your blind spots um and i think i've been able to do this in my practicing of yoga and my study of yoga and being able to apply those things in my day-to-day routines in my everyday world and i i'm so i'm open for anybody like to come talk to me about this i this is the kind of stuff that I could go on and on for hours about. And um, so like I'm already at my half hour mark and probably need to chill soon. And actually I've got plenty of other things to do today. Um, all in the vein of keeping myself sane, keeping myself balanced and um, making sure I get my stuff done. Because if I don't get my stuff done, I can't do, I'm worthless at my job. I'm worthless as a girlfriend, as a sister, as a daughter, family member, like I need to focus on myself sometimes. And I think everybody should, everybody deserves to take care of themselves. Um, And there's, you know, plenty of times where we won't be able to, but it doesn't mean that the little things that you can do day to day won't be beneficial to you in the long run, but also to everybody else in the long run. So, um, some other things that I do and haven't done lately, but I'm totally open to doing is that I teach yoga classes online. Um, and so I'll set up a Google Hangout with you if you're interested. And it's kind of weird, but you know, I don't know, I've had some fun doing it so far. Um, and part of my idea of voluntary vinyasa, um, it's like, we set up either a barter system where you give me something in return for what I can do in terms of teaching you and leading you through a yoga practice. Or it's like, you know, on a, on a monetary level, like, what do you feel like you are able to give for this? What what do you value my time as? And so while it's something that like, I don't do this for free, I like to work with you to figure out something that would work for your life, your budget. And, you know, I, again, I try to be consistent. And so it's like an ongoing thing for me to make sure that the principles and the values that I have. I am also applying and putting forth into the world through my own practices and my own skills and sharing and life events and experiences. So hit me up. Um, You can either obviously find me through Voluntary Vixens on Instagram or like I said before throughout my episode and before that um, you can also find me on Instagram at Voluntary Vinyasa. I also have a page on Facebook. I haven't been very active lately, but, um, you know, it's because I've, I'm doing this other podcast, so I haven't really been focusing on my own self-individual uh, project as well, but, you know, I think I'll be coming into some more free time soon, and I think it's a worthy endeavor of me of mine to celebrate, celebrate this stuff and 
make it more palatable to people both in the liberty movement that might be a little harsher and might could really use some you know peace love and yoga in their life and or make liberty more palatable to people in the yoga community who are all on board for that peace love and harmony stuff but you know might not really understand that they're voting in a way that's completely contradictory to what they say they believe in so again i'm here i'm here for questions i'm here for comments um either skip through this episode i hope you didn't um but i think that you know this isn't supposed to be some to-do list but it's supposed to kind of start as an invitation or a way to start the discussion that there are yogic applications to be used in sort of the fight for liberty. And I think that might be a way to, you know, have an effect on the culture war, which people in the liberty movement, people in the liberty movement are always having struggles with. Like, how do we relate to all these people that so vehemently disagree with us, at least on the surface level? So, anyway, um, I'm about to sign out here, but we're always on, we're on Twitter at Vixens Voluntary, and we've got a Patreon. I'll put it in the show notes if you really feel like donating. We try and, I don't think we've even made anything yet, but um, our goal is, again, as part of our philosophy to take a good portion of our proceeds. That'll kind of be determinant of what we actually would take in, and one is help, um, help our producer. Uh, he does all of this editing and producing for us for free. Um, he's also doing a big move with his family, so he could use some help. So he's one of our, he's one of our pro, uh, projects, but also, um, I would love to donate proceeds to antiwar.com, um, or the Scott Horton's Libertarian Institute, people that I know who are putting forth good work and good material um mises institute love them and you can actually smile amazon donate to the mises institute highly recommend it um because they've gotten me very far in my own personal journey and i know they're doing that for countless other people anyway um you know namaste which is the acknowledgement of the light in myself um, acknowledging and then acknowledging outwardly the light in you. It's all about self-respect, respect to the individual and like what you have to offer. I think yoga and liberty are very connected. And if not like, dude, Lao Tzu, I think was a libertarian. I've read things that back that up. And I think there is so much to be explored and capitalized upon and when i say capitalized upon yes i'm a dirty capitalist who loves money but i you know money's not the important thing what the important thing is is making everybody's lives better and i think this is one of the ways that we could do so and it wouldn't be too hard so anyway have a great day everyone love y'all and we'll be back together soon bye (laughs) 